Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with AIM. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management professional and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind, while I'm excited for you to be here and I'm here for you as we'll take this journey together, this is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, please visit www.farahbernier.com, email me at farahbernier at gmail.com, and or visit the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, let's get started with today's session. Hello, hello, my friends. I am... Reaching you today after about 10 days, yes, 10 days of intense reflection that started on November 11th. Um, And on that date, I jumped into day one of, there's really no other word to describe it, but an intense uh, program um, that ties to uh, the next level of my coaching certification. Um, always honing in on my skills, trying to improve, be better, elevate my game so I can be better for you. Um, But this was also about being better for myself. It was me as a coach in the role of coachee with some phenomenal leaders um, in this space. And it it was, I I have no other words. It was intense. It was an intense four days um, lots of insight, lots of reflection, increased awareness, and also what I'm so grateful for, this community of other individuals that I just immediately bonded with. It, it's, I could go on um, and still not capture the beauty of what I went through, and I'm just feeling so grateful Um for this, which is so timely because following that five-day program, I took the next few days to get away. Um, I spent an extended period of time um, in Napa, just doing some self-reflection with some sips, tastings, um, good times with a few folks, and then had some time on my own. It was it was magical, just what I needed. It was perfect. And this episode to you, uh, this episode today is my giving thanks to you. Um, We're kind of turning the tables again. Uh, I'm not going to share too much. I'll let you jump into the, um, the next segment on your own. But I continue to be so, 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 so grateful for the time and attention you give to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. Um, 
I also just received an email from someone who has been listening for a while outside of the country, by the way, outside of the U.S., um, by the way, which is always so touching to me um, because you don't always think of your reach in the in the small moments. Um, and they've taken the next step to jump into coaching with me. So I'll be taking them on as a client. And I'm just I'm just full of joy and gratitude, truly. Um, there are many options for podcasts and other um, sources to get insight and get facilitated a reflection, but you have stuck with me since season one, episode one, which was May 11th, 2020, because I was just sitting in the same spot that I'm in right now, this very moment, wondering, huh, can I give this podcast thing a, 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 a try and see what happens? Um, and I'm so full of gratitude for that. One of the things that I've been made aware of is you want to know more of who I really am, what is important to me, what is top of mind for me. The I don't know that you'll ever catch the essence of Farah via the podcast, but to have more insight into that is, is what folks have been asking for. So today you will get that in the main segment as my guest is actually my hostess for this episode, and you'll get a lot of detail into me. Um, and so in the spirit of this holiday season we're in, in the U.S. and U.S. in particular, that of Thanksgiving, I am giving thanks to you and honoring that with deep gratitude and sharing more about me through this episode. Also, this is sadly the last episode for season three. I am putting this season to a close as we prepare to jump into the last month of 2021. And part of the reason is there's been a lot in the works um, as I plan ahead for 2022. And so I'm going back into the corners of the lab. I've been in the lab, but I'm going into the corners of the lab to put final touches on some things that um, will be offered in 2022. So this is the final episode of season three, but I'm never far away. As always, you can always reach me via Insta, all social media sources. You can reach me via email at farahbernier at gmail.com. You can visit my website. You can you know, all the things, all the sources, all the access points you always have, they never change. They're still the same. Don't hesitate to reach out. And that's it. I, I intended to keep this short so we can jump into the meat of the episode. But one last time, I'll just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My heart is so full to have your attention, your ear, and the love you send um, and your messages to me. And this, this episode, as all, is for you, but this one is especially for you. And um, for those in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. For those outside of the U.S., giving thanks for you anyway. And we'll reconnect real soon. Welcome back, listeners, to today's guest segment of the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. 
I am actually going to be changing up today's episode format because, drum roll please, pretend it's there, I don't do sound effects. I am actually your guest today and I have the privilege of having a phenomenal um, podcast hostess in the seat with the mic today. So with that, I'm going to just hand over the mic to our hostess for the episode. Tell us who you are and how you got to take on this challenge today. Hey, everybody. My name is Soraya. Um, I identify as a daughter, a sister, um, and I work in HR um, and also a native New Yorker. I love New York City so much. Um, and how I got to host this podcast today is I've been working with Sarah for a little over a year and it's been an absolutely amazing experience. Um, and when she sent an email out asking if you wanted to host a podcast, I like read it in like two minutes after she sent two minutes after she sent it, but I tried to like play cool and I was like, oh, let me give you like 10 minutes. And then I answered immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, let me wait like 10 minutes to like answer back so she could think I'm like too eager or whatever. Um, but I'm super excited to host a podcast. I've listened to all of Sarah's podcasts. I actually got introduced to her through a podcast and then I followed up with her. Um, so, so excited. It seems like we're coming um, round circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So with that, I'm so excited because I, I actually forgot that it was through the podcast um, that we had connected. And I remember our first conversation. It's like, you know, if you want to think about this and let me know if you want to partner with me, if there are other coaches that you're going to be like, nope, I'll do it. I'm in. And I just remember you said, and I am actually very, very stunned that it's been, it's been almost a year and two, three months, a year mm -hmm. and a quarter. Holy smokes. So there you have it. <laughs> so yeah, with that, I'm going to behave myself today. I'm not going to take over the episode. I will let you do what you are here to do and host the episode. I'll shut up now. <laughs> Yay. Um, so going with the theme of this third season about intention and living with intentionality, I wanted to frame my intention for this podcast session. Um, so I wanted us to just have an organic, lighthearted conversation. I want the listeners to get more wisdom from you. You should honestly, like, you should be paying me for all of this stuff, like this free Spotify episode, because they're awesome. But learn more wisdom from you, but also get to know you as a person, mm -hmm. as our fabulous host. Um, so I will start off with some serious questions and then end it up with, you know, some questions about getting to know Sarah. Um, but I first wanted to talk about, like, how intentions evolve throughout your life. So obviously, mm -hmm. I think our intentions are super different when we first enter our workforce and then when we start understanding exactly who we are. So can you talk to me a little bit about how your intentions have evolved throughout your life? Um, and then how do you make sure you're consistently aligned with your intentions? I love that question. Thank you. Um, truly, 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 intentions are always evolving. And the first thing that came to mind with this question um, and we should we should tell the listeners you did not let me know what the questions were going to be ahead of time. So this is also the payback for being a coach who's just tough on a regular basis. This is how your clients get to pay you back. But so the the first thing that came to mind for me when you asked the question was early on for me, I I remember it was all about the intention of learning. I just took up every space as a learner. And then over time, I would say probably eight to 10 years into my career, I intentionally balanced learner and expert. And the balancing 
was really driven by, well, I can't say I'm an expert yet, right? Like that um, play on the imposter syndrome or the, um, you know, different dimensions and how people respond to the dimensions that you present, you know, how, how dare, how dare you say you're an expert yet? Um, and so the, the evolution of intention has been learner, learner expert. And now I would say that I'm an expert learner and it really is. I, I get into new spaces now regularly. I, I'm in this process now where I'm having to kind of review my career um, and articulate that. Um, and I'll explain why in a, in a little bit. And what I'm realizing is I do show up as an expert learner, every conversation, every project, every role. And what I mean by that is I don't give myself um, a pass on what I know and just jump in. It's level set, learn and do that with the expertise of learning, learn quick so that you can apply your own expertise as soon as possible. So that the other intention of being distinctive in my work is enabled. Um, and my intention, and I would say like, for me, this is about my North star or my guiding light. It's that I would take all the expertise over my life, over my personal and professional experiences and give that back. And the way that shows up for me in my work is as a coach, um, as a talent strategist working with executive level leaders. And now again, that intention is expert learner and continuously evolving expert sharer. That, that's how the intention has evolved. I love that. And I love that there's like a consistent thread throughout your life. Yeah. So even though the intentions have evolved, like you're still a learner. Um, so I definitely, definitely love that. Um, going back to like, you show up as like an expert learner. Um, and I think that obviously different people have different reactions to that. How yeah. do you um, deal with the fact that like sometimes your intentions may be not well received by other people. They may misunderstand it. Um, or like even your intentions don't necessarily align with other people. I think especially in the space in which I work, um, you know, HR and talent management is not, it's not fully understood and it's not consistently executed. But one thing that is consistent is we have clients. The business um, has expectations of us, regardless of how we show up to the work. And you know, I, I do, I think a good job at level setting in the beginning of a partnership of, in a working relationship with new clients. And then the one constant is change, right? So things are constantly changing. And sometimes regardless of what your, you know, we can say their SLAs are in the beginning, people's expectations of you do change because of their immediate needs. Even if those don't necessarily align to the longer term needs, what's pressing for people, what's in the immediate. And in our roles, and I say our, because you're also an HR professional, um, in our roles, folks want what they want when they want it, or they wanted it 10 days ago before they even knew that they wanted it. And so it's hard. It's it's tough sometimes because again, in this space, what happens? People they they default to the transactional. Well, I just need X, and I just need Y, 
okay, great. And so what does that mean for you? For And I actually just had this conversation with someone. What does that mean for you asking me this question? And I said, just fast forward to November 1st, because that's Monday. So November 1st, 2021, you're asking us to do this, right? What does that mean for November 1st or Q4 2022? And the person just paused and we had to reset on intention because we were misaligned. And then realigned on what we said we were committed to as partners in the business, that this is about the long game. And so let's figure out there, there's some transactional stuff that still needs to get done. That's life. But all of it, not really, because it actually doesn't keep us on the long-term course that we're saying or that we said we wanted to be on. I think the other piece is um, in this space, there's a lot of variability um, in terms of views of certain things that we're responsible for. So example, in some organizations, HR has a very explicit responsibility for diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. And in some, they don't. And as a result, different HR professionals within an organization can come to that work with different intentions. And depending on who you're engaging with, you have to see how do you level set for win-win versus right or wrong, especially in such a gray space. And I recently had to deal with that. Um, and as I shared with a friend um, in the tart, in the out, what I shared with her about the outcome is what I felt like was if I hadn't really put my foot down on one piece, uh, my integrity would have been bruised. And when it gets to that point is where you really have to be that much more forthright about your intentions. Um, because that's the only way to meet the ultimate goal, which is for me, I'm able to sleep at night knowing that I did good and well. And I'm able to look at myself in the in the mirror in the mornings when I wake up knowing that I am going to do good and do well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was a perfect answer. I think oftentimes we like, in order to understand like what your intentions are, like what your, where your integrity lies, you really have to have a deeper understanding of yourself mm -hmm. and have boundaries about what you're willing to accept versus not willing to accept. Absolutely. Um, I want to touch on something that you mentioned about like sometimes the work being transactional, like I can definitely agree. It's sometimes transactional, sometimes reactive. And in those moments, I personally find it hard to be reactive, hard to be intentional. Um, yeah. When things are reactive, I'm like, just trying to execute, what advice would you give to folks like junior in their careers where they just feel like they're executing, they just feel like they're being reactive and they want to be intentional about their careers and how they connect with other people? Know that you're like, this is something I wish I knew at the stage of being junior in my career. Know that that feeling actually never goes away. Um, and it would surprise you how the best of the best feel that way too. Um, this is such perfect timing for this conversation. Just yesterday, um, one of my clients' direct reports, um, client at work, uh, reached out Friday, uh, Thursday night. He needed some advice, and he plopped time in my calendar for Friday morning. So we caught up yesterday, and I said, how are you? This is someone who's just wise, smart, savvy. He is Mr. Cool, calm, collected 24 seven. Like I, I think the phrase cool, calm and collected, if you look it up, his pictures there 
Um, and like, simply put, that's my dude. Like he just, I've, I love working with him. Um, he's just great. And yesterday he's like, you know, Farah, every year is Q4 and I just can't seem to get it right. And right in the way of not having to be reactive because it's Q4. We know it comes every year. And for some reason, it's that time of the year that's just always hard. And so I'm not doing well because I'm trying to figure out how to get out of reactive mode and get back up here mode, up here being back up to the strategic mode, thinking out ahead for next year mode. And so the first thing I would say to answer your question is know that that feeling doesn't ever go away. So if it never goes away, then what the heck do we do? Embrace it, like don't fight it. Know that that feeling is there, but have a strategy for acknowledging the moment, like acknowledge, crap, I'm in reactive mode and I don't like this. And then decide what transactional or reactive pieces just have to be what they are. Look, this part of, Q4 for us right now is our performance review process and our comp planning process. And they're also very important processes. And so guess what? I can't change those, like (laughs) they gotta get done. Can't change those things, Um, both as a manager of people and as um, a talent strategist leading other people through the process. So acknowledge it is, address kind of separation of what needs to get done and what can I actually afford to put on the back burner and nothing's going to get lost and plan when you're going to pick that up again, because you can't just leave it there. And then action forward first on the pressing in the immediate, but then immediately block time to get into the strategic, because if you don't, you get pulled into the swirl. So for me, I've already blocked my Monday morning. I have no meetings because there are three priorities that I need to incorporate for our 2022 people plan that if I didn't block that time on Monday morning, I won't get to it because there's just so many other things. And I'm okay acknowledging, like I got pulled into the swirl. Um, I had to look at what needs to get done. What can I hold on? I've put time aside to get on the stuff that I can actually in Q1 and then set time away, set time apart to hone in on the strategic so that that is really where you're, you're putting good energy um, and also refueling from that work as well. And that process has helped me more times than I could count. I love that. Um, and I love how you touched on like the, the difference between feel, like the feeling that you get in your body when you're being reactive and the feeling that you get like being strategic which also touches on one of the questions that I had so like when you block off that time for yourself when you're being intentional like how does that feel to you so like for me when I'm being intentional like I feel at peace like what does your day look like how do you engage with others yeah I am I am fueled um peace for me comes in different ways but when I think about work I need to feel like I am fueled and I am fueling. So not everybody gets amped up about having to put a people strategy together. Nobody like, you know, but for me, it's not, it doesn't, um, it's not about it giving me peace, but you know, it makes me feel like I am in a position to uh, contribute 
the value that I know I bring to the table. And that is the feeling that there is an alignment between my contributions and what I know I'm capable of doing and not settling into just things that just need to get done that anybody could do. Anybody can do the transactional work that we are equipped to do. But there's something unique about my approach to a people strategy. There's something unique about Zoraida's approach to, you know, the work that you do in your day-to-day. There's something unique about every person's contributions to the work. And so for me, the feeling is I feel fueled because I'm contributing in a way that is valuable and authentic to me. Um, transactional stuff, it even if it is valuable, you can plug and play another talent strategist and it'll get done. That's, you know what I mean? But the way Farah addresses diversity, equity, inclusion, which is part of our strategy, it like that's unique. The way Farah is prioritizing um, our manager population, you know, even in a little thing, like it's not our manager population, it's our manager community. Um, that's a Farah approach. Um, and then let me add something else I can't actually talk about, but um, that's a, that all that for me, that's fueling. Um, and so that's the feeling that I go for when I'm prioritizing being strategic versus defaulting into the transactional. I love that. And I think fueling gives me the image of like you giving yourself the necessary tools to just keep going. Um, and not yes. really burn out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, when you talk about like your authentic Farah approach, I know sometimes people may not think of like HR as like a creative space where people can bring mm-hmm. their own ideas, but like how do you balance that? Because you are a very creative person. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny because I had a friend um, say to me, I know you, so, and you know this too, there's this thing I've talked about, and actually on the podcast as well, where I have this one day a month where it's my uh, retreat, refuel, re-engage day, where I just step away, and it's just my day for me, and a friend, because part of that plan is you have to have an accountability person that you, that knows you're doing this, and then can say, okay, did you do it? And so a friend knew I was doing this and then we caught up and I explained to her, oh my gosh, this is what I did on the day, yada, 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 yada. And she said, I thought this was about refuel. I'm like, yeah. She's like, but you did nothing like to relax. I'm like, no, I did. And what I had shared with her is I'd put a program together for a coaching corner. I had relaunched this framework that I'd been wanting to put together. And now another company's buying it and they're applying it. Um, and there were some other pieces in there and she's like, but that's not relaxing. And it's, it, that's not the intention that actually it was our refuel. That's how I apply my creative juices. And I said to her, you know, if, if you, if, and I'm going to take license here, if you were talking to Lovey and Lovey's, <clears throat> excuse me, Lovey IJ told you she took a day and all she did was write, you wouldn't say to her that she was just working. That's her, that's her. Um, that's where her creativity is in flow, right? And we all have different um, means or modes of getting into our creative zone. So for me, creation of content, creation of tools and frameworks, um, things that 
equip, um, enable and empower other people, that is where I feel like I am most creative and that ties to human resources work. Um, you know, even when we talk about a people strategy, people think, oh, hire or recruit, um, develop, advance, blah, blah, blah. But there's creativity in that. If if that were if that were plug and play and easy to just get done and didn't require creativity, corporate America would be in a much better place on all of those fronts. And we know that collectively corporate America just does not. I love that. Um, I love how like when you talk about your story, it just makes it very clear that like who you are and everything you've done is like led you to this moment and you're like in the right space. Um, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, the, one of the last questions about intention that I have for you before we jump to the fun ones, um, give you a good example of like one or two, three people who you think are like living with intention and like why can be famous people, people, you know, anybody. The first person who came to mind was Ava DuVernay. Um, I think in the simplest, um, and I'm totally taking license here. I don't know how she would say it, but I think what Ava, her intention is to be a really um, beautiful storyteller who honors the story and the people involved in the story that she's telling. I, I actually don't know how you get more intentional than that. Everything about her is about storytelling, even when she's just listening to other people. Um, and you can hear it in her voice. You see it when she's engaging with people, even if she's not talking, you can see that she is taking in, in honor of the person's story. So she's the first person who comes to mind for me. Um, Again, you didn't say dead or alive, so I'm going to take license here. I'm going to say Nelson Mandela. Um, he's a model of intention and masterful execution, I think needing no explanation. Um, and I'm going to stop there because there is a third person, but I think she is more on masterful execution than it is intention. I love that. And I would love to hear who that is. I'll ask you. <laughs> um, one of the last questions, though, is what do you, like, Sarah, when, you know, she's older, she's living her best life, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. Like, where do you think it's headed? Because you don't know what the rest of your life's going to look like. I think for me, my intended legacy is to, to be someone who engaged with authenticity, intention, and consistency, i.e. masterful execution with people in a way that helped them feel, believe, and live their life empowered, however they so choose or chose such that that reach was so beyond anything I could ever imagine that there's this whole community of people 
that have been elevated and therefore elevate others and are exponentially elevating the world. And I'm so very grateful to be hopefully part of that circle at some point. Of course. Um, so now that we jump into the fun questions, feel free to pass if you don't want to answer any of them. Um, but this is, just a, this is just so the audience can get to know you a little bit better. Um, and I think yeah. through answering this, I'll also gain some wisdom from you as well. Um, but yeah. I'll start very light. So favorite musical artist? Oh, that's really... <sighs> Oh, this is hard. I will answer. I am going to answer, but this is also my process, the processor in me. What's the criteria for favorite? It could be different depending on the criteria. So what I'm, what I am saying um, is based on pure performance, engaging the audience and being the most authentic person I've ever seen live. Lizzo. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I saw her bring a gazillion people together who otherwise I don't know would ever even be in the same place, let alone walk out reflecting joy and love just by being in a space with her. So I will forever thank Rochelle Briscoe for that ticket to go see Lizzo. Um, so that's why I picked. For those reasons. Those people. Yeah, when one of those people, like when I see her on TV or like when I listen to her, she like makes me smile just by being her. Right, <laughs> right? like she just, uh, yeah, yeah. So many reasons, um, but yeah, for, for those specific reasons, I answered that way today. <laughs> I love that. Um, and very in line with the theme, favorite movie. Oh, hmm. Okay, uh, uh, Love and Basketball. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Such a classic. <laughs> yeah, like you can never go wrong seeing it, right? It's like a classic love story. Like I can talk about it forever. Love it, love it. Yeah. Okay. And also her just getting to know more of herself and seeing the potential consequences of not doing so. I had to add that in. But yes, love it, love it, love, love it. it. Love it. Um, so we know that Farrah loves to travel, but yeah. where's one place that you haven't visited yet that you'd love to visit? Oh, Morocco. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, why specifically Morocco? Because I was supposed to go there, bratty, bratty, bratty complaint right now, but I was supposed to go um, November 2020 and given current state of affairs we all had to cancel we do um once a year a really good and big international trip um and this year or last year couldn't do it and this year not doing it again um but morocco was the destination and we all had to cancel all right but one day you will visit <laughs> definitely absolutely absolutely um, and then you actually answered this unintentionally when um, talking about the first question. I was like, darn, she's just so ahead of it all the time. Um, 
But you said you were an expert learner. And my question was, if you had to write a book or dissertation about anything, like in other words, like, what are you an expert on? So you can't say expert learner. But what are you, maybe if it's even like making a TV in day, like what are you, what is something that you're so good at? I'm very good at falling asleep on the train. Oh, in New York? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do it. No. I've been doing it since I was in high school. <laughs> I am okay. so good at it. We are going to have a conversation. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Oh, man. Okay. Wait. So the question is, what am I really, really good at? Yeah. Like, if you have to teach a class on something, and give me something crazy. <laughs> man, this is, I'm, I'm actually really stumped. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I know what people would say. There's a couple. What would actually, people say? I'm not. I'm not flipping it. But I, I'm curious. What would you guess? Um. Well, this is from what I would want to learn from you. Okay. So, like, I would want to learn from you travel hacks because I feel like you probably know the best and how to like travel, but like do it like not only intensely but like save money and like just do it in a way okay. that makes sense and be organized about it so travel hacks from you probably um i think i would love to learn from you like how to keep your peace when people are testing you mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <I don't> <laughs> yeah okay so now a couple of things come to mind um yeah, I don't pay full price for, I have negotiated pants at Marshall's. I kid you not. And I, I have no shame. So negotiations would definitely be one thing. I was oh, trying yeah. not to go professional, but yeah, that's not just professional. That's like, that, that is a thing. Um, in fact, I have to go somewhere this afternoon and I am going to get something because, just because. <laughs> so negotiations is a definite um, I think I have, I don't know that I can teach this. I really don't know that I can teach this, but something to, to get to your point of like, how do you just keep your peace when, let's just call it folks are acting a fool. I don't actually know how to teach this, but there's something that just clicks in me that gives really calm and I let the person just keep going because eventually they hear themselves and sometimes they just shut up or they make it worse. And then you just, so you look like a fool and you're just done. Um, and yeah, that happened this week with one person. Um, and someone actually asked, how did you not, there were colorful words, lose it with her. I'll put it that way. And I was like, cause I didn't have to. I just, I, I have this in it, me, come across inappropriate that's not what I mean but this kind of I guess mantra I don't I don't play with crazy you will look crazy by yourself <laughs> um and so I just do your thing and we're done um so that's gonna maintain my peace it I will say it doesn't mean that after I'm not oh if I could have just said if I but I know what would have had and I never want to go back to crazy and have to apologize so that yeah um 
And so what the, what I was thinking that somebody like my friends would say is, oh my God, she can take anything, create a plan, organize and spit out an action item list in milliseconds. Yeah, not a problem. I can take anything, anything and turn it into an execution plan, like just get it done. I love that. Between negotiation, keeping your peace, and trading. Yeah. That would be a very fun class, I would attend. <laughs> I think you actually, and we've talked about this, I think you just came up with um, the programs, we, the master classes we were looking at for next year. Yay! Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm very excited. Look what just came out of this conversation. Exactly. Um, my last question. Um, but it would be, so I know you normally end it with asking people, like, if you were living fabulously, like, what is the last word? Yeah. But for me, for how I want to end it is, if you had, like, if someone were creating, like, a biopic on, like, Sarah Bernie's life, like, what would the title of that be? Mm. Hmm. The Daughter of the Woman with One Dress. I love that. I love it. Um, And it comes from, so my mom, when we were younger, um, Sunday dinners, always around the table. um, And it was story time. And, you know, I I appreciate that. Um, And I just literally started mouthwatering for plantains. But it's another story. So... (laughs) Um, Sunday dinner were for, was also for story time and uh, my mom would, you, when it was her turn to tell stories, she, I remember when she shared the story of, you know, we, we may not have a lot, but we have a lot because, and this is her saying this, because I grew up where if my mother had to wash the clothes, I had to stay in the house because I only had one dress. And I always think about my grandmother, Charmant Dufresne, and what she did and came through for her family with my grandfather. And then my mother and what she's done for her three kids. And it's I, I have these moments of reflection where, and this week, right, like, and you actually saw it when I was coming down the stairs, like I'm in a house that I would never imagine. So even with things being really tough or challenging or people acting a fool, at the end of the day, I am the daughter of a woman who had one dress and the granddaughter of a woman who would leave her home in the morning, not knowing if the goods she was going into the city to sell would yield her enough to come back with breakfast for her three girls. And no matter how how tough things are, I am a reflection of their persistence, their diligence, their hard work, their perseverance. And so I think my story not only starts from there, but is full circle of that. Um, in many ways, recently, I don't know why it came to mind for me. And it actually ties to your um, kind of maybe a little morbid, but I'll share it. Um, ties to your question about legacy. You know, one of the things 
I live for is that when my time is passed and I get to heaven, I want to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, that's all. That really is it. And I think about my grandmother often and how on her deathbed, the day she died, she told people that was it. Like, she literally said, I'm out. This is it today. Like, okay. And she went on about how she's satisfied. Um, in her words, I've seen my three daughters, I've raised my three daughters, I have loved, I've seen my grandchildren. Um, the Lord has blessed me. I did not have much, but the Lord has blessed me. I am satisfied. And I remember my mom telling me how she was told that that's what my grandmother said. And so that one phrase, I am satisfied, became a two-page poem that I wrote for my mom after my grandmother passed away. And I, I don't know why, but recently I just printed that out. And now it's on uh, my dresser and I see it every day, every morning. I see the words at the top of it, I am satisfied. And it's not about complacency. It's a, for me, it's about, I am grateful. I, there's a lot. It doesn't mean that it's all that I want. It doesn't mean that there isn't more in store, but man, every day I am grateful for blessings and abundance that I could not have even imagined, both tangible, intangible, the things I can actually put into words and the things that I can't. Um, I know what favor is and I wouldn't change that for the world. So very long answer, but that's what it all boils down to. It was a beautiful answer and I almost teared up. My oh. <laughs> no, I did. And I think it's really important for your audience to hear this, um, but also it's really beautiful to see like how your grandmother's legacy is currently living on through you um, yeah. and how you're carrying on their story. So perfect answer and perfect way to end it. I loved it so much. Thank you so much. Thank Sarah. you. Thank you for doing this. I'm so grateful you waited your 10 minutes to sign up to do, to be the hostess for the episode. <laughs> I so didn't want to be too eager, but no, this is definitely <laughs> worth it. And I'm so excited for people to hear this and for other folks to get the opportunity to share as well. And to host yeah. I am very, very excited and deeply grateful for you taking over the mic for today and hosting this episode. And now I think this means you might have to come back again at some point. I hope you've enjoyed this. And listeners, as always, we're so grateful for your time, your attention. I always say this, knowing that you could be and listen to any other options, um, I do not take it for granted, your attention. So thank you. And again, thank you, Zoraida. And we will all reconnect again soon. One quick thing before you go, a few of you have actually reached out sharing that you're not on social media, that you love the podcast, and you're not sure how to sign up for coaching. First and foremost, I'm so excited that you're interested in investing in yourself in this way, and I look forward to hopefully partnering with you in this way. So with that, all you have to do is visit www.vipwithfara.com. That's VIP w-i-t-h-f-a-r-a-h.com and you can literally sign up today. My recommendation is that if you're new to coaching, you sign up for the starter package 
And if you are returning or have had a coach in the past and you want to jump back in, there are VIP packages that you can customize in terms of how many sessions you can get. Again, visit www.vipwithfarah.com and you can literally get signed up today. Any other questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I can be reached via email at farahbernier at gmail.com. Have a fabulous week ahead and stay fierce.